Welcome to the Wholesome Woman podcast series as presented by the Abigail Code. This is where we discuss how women handle challenging seasons in their lives, for instance, in their marriages or relationships. My name is Ife Freeman and I'm the host of this podcast series. Join me as we discuss real-life issues and the solutions to them. Thank you so much once again. Welcome to the very 10th episode of the Wholesome Woman podcast series. I am so excited. I know I'm always excited, but this just feels so good that we've been able to come through episode one all the way till episode 10. And I want to say thank you to those who keep um, sending messages, those who are listening. And I believe that we are learning from it. We are, you know, gleaning words of wisdom. And I am too. I am changing by the things that I have to talk about frequently, you understand? So yes, this is really, really an amazing time. It's an amazing opportunity. And I just want to say thank you. Okay. So yes, and it has been a ride, I must say. And we are almost at the end of the season because for me, the season is 12 episodes. So being on episode 10 for me is a big deal. It's a major deal. So thank you for your support. It's been a journey, an interesting journey. And well, since I'm not on the last episode, maybe I should keep my hearty greetings till that time. (laughs) So thank you till then. (laughs) Thank you so much. So yeah, today I love our topic. I always love the topics, but today's topic is really dear and it's special to me um, because it's such a glaring reality in our faces. I've had lots of women wonder why the change has to come from them you know when you keep saying they are married to certain people and then people keep telling them you need to change this how how about do this how about do that and it's obvious to whoever cares to listen that their spouses are just crappy (laughs) forgive my forgive my use of that phrase but their spouses are crappy their spouses also require work but most of the times it just seems like the women are being asked to change and the men are just there feeling like especially in a patriarchal community the men feel like they don't need to change the women always need to change to please them and you know it's also written in the bible that when a woman gets um, gets married your love now becomes all you want to do is to actually please that man and somehow it is actually true but then it becomes harder when you are putting in things in place and it seems like this person is just so set in his ways he's so rigid and he has decided that he's not going to change certain things you know And when women are told to change certain things about them, it freaks them out and it annoys them. Um, Oops, hold that thought. (laughs) Imagine I've not told you the topic for today. So our topic for today is I'm perfect. So do not ask me to change. (laughs) I am perfect. Do not ask me to change. So um, yes, this is really um, aimed at women, like I keep saying. And I know that most of us know we are not perfect. The issue is not about us being perfect. The issue is the fact that we feel like we keep changing and this person remains strong and resolute in his ways. The person has chosen that he's not going to change. So we tend to wonder why we should be party in the changing of ourselves when the other person isn't changing because excuse me, the marriage works when we are both working together for the good of the marriage, right? And especially when you're married to a person who does not seem to make attempts at changing at all, (laughs) you know, 
when there's no obvious or marked improvement in the person, the person has been doing this particular thing, which has kind of like upset you so many times. You are being told to change certain things. However, this person isn't changing and does not even see a need to change because as far as he's concerned, he's the man, you know? And sometimes it's not even about him being the man. He just doesn't see the need to, to change, you know? And there was a stage in my life when I just avoided all marriage messages, all marriage books, all marriage webinars. I love reading books, but I, I avoided them because I got so tired of being told to change when I could not see. And let me emphasize on the phrase, see, my spouse changing. I felt it was unfair for me to consistently try to change when this person did not seem to make any efforts to change. And why should I be the person changing? Can't God also point out to him that this is also needed in his life to change? Am I that bad? Why should I really change? It doesn't seem like my change is making any difference in the marriage anyways. I am changing, but I am still open to attacks. I'm still open to, you know, getting hurt. So why? The range of questions that went through my head at this stage was so long. I felt bad listening to these messages. I felt tired listening to people give me counsel on how I should change in order to ensure that my marriage improves. I'm changing, but it doesn't seem like it's improving. You know, I even recall someone saying that it's the stronger person that needs to change. So if you keep seeing needs to change, it means you are the stronger person. But why was I feeling weak? <laughs> why did I feel like th th that statement just did not give me any form of comfort, you know, as to why I should keep changing? It just seemed like my spouse was set in his ways and I was the one changing. And it hurt me so much. So my first lesson <laughs> was that this is a personal race. Darling, it's a personal race as much as it's dependent on both of us. And yes, the person you get married to can actually influence a lot of things, but your actions are still your responsibility. That was a gobsmack, a massive light bulb for me. My actions are still my responsibility. Imagine how Abigail must have felt being married to Nabal and still keeping up her good nature for a long time. We all know she kept up her good nature, else the servant wouldn't have come to inform her about what Nabal did. Or haven't you noticed that in some marriages, it's one party that starts with the name calling. Let's use the example of name calling. The other party who was never raised to call names or use names, phrases such, a, such as that, gets upset, maybe communicates it, but this party um, remains resolute, maybe does not even apologize. And then after a while, you now find out that the abused person who never used terms like that has started using terms like that. The person is mirroring, <laughs> you know, and start mirroring their partner's behavior. So let me give this example. A woman who has consistently been emotionally abused by her spouse in a bid for survival, she then becomes an abuser too. It's a stage where she decides that she can beat him at his own game, you know, two can play this game, you know. And sometimes... <laughs> they don't even reflect this attitude to him. So those who reflect the attitude back to the spouse, yeah, that happens. But there are some people who have been emotionally abused and battered. And because they are so scared of reflecting it back, they now reflect it back to people around them. They reflect it to their friends or even their kids. It becomes a transferred aggression kind of thing. How did Abigail remain sane in the storm? How did she choose to remain good despite her hobby's character? How? 
Have you ever thought about that? That's who a wholesome woman is. A wholesome woman stands like an oak tree despite the billowing storm. A wholesome woman does not blend into her environment. She stands out. A wholesome woman is free and free indeed from the chains of bitterness. A wholesome woman understands her triggers, those things that can be thrown at her and will make her bleed. And she puts a plan, a contingency plan to prevent it from occurring. A wholesome woman is who she is. She's who God calls her to be, irrespective of what's going on around her. Look at Jesus and let him be your sterling example. He didn't blend into what religion was in those days. The hypocrisy of the Pharisees, everything they said about the Sabbath day and things like that. He stood out. So, hey, the culture in your home might be wonky, <laughs> but it's your duty as a child of God to stand out and stand tall. I'm not saying that you should ignore the things you see. I'm saying your standard is Christ and it's not your hobby. So the person you are working to please, yes, I know the Bible does say you are meant to please your hobby, but if I need to change today, I am not changing so that my hobby can love me better. I am changing because the person I'm looking at who approves me stands way higher than my hobby. It's God. You know? So I'm not saying ignore it. I'm just saying your standard is Christ and it's not your hobby. It's a tall order, I know. But the day you, I decided that the changes that occurs in my life are not for my husband, but for God who has called me. I received the deliverance from feeling sore that I had to change certain aspects in my life. I am not operating from a tit for tat standard, but I'm operating from the agape love standard. I'm not operating for, from, you know, he's done this, so I really want to hurt him as much as he has hurt me. I'm operating from a different level. I'm not operating from the fact that he's hurt me in the past and I need to hurt him back, which is also tit for tat. Now, I love emphasizing that love does not mean you ignore certain things. You can communicate those things in love. You know, you can communicate those things in love. So, yeah, it's a short episode today, <laughs> a short and spunky one. But I want you to remember a few things, and I'm going to remind you about them. Your spouse could be sore does not mean you don't need to change. When the Bible says in Romans chapter, I think it's chapter 12 or is it chapter 8, where it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It didn't say you should renew your mind or be transformed when your husband is transformed. Be transformed. It's personal. I choose the route of transformation, even if he is not being transformed, because you know what? My standard is God, and God outranks my husband. I'm not saying I'm going to be non-submissive to him. I am saying that the changes that requires to occur, that are required to occur in my life, will occur. And it's really not dependent on him. It's not dependent on him. I hope you get that. So yes, it's a tall order, and you need strength to consistently follow after God and chase God, irrespective of the challenges that, you might be that might be occurring in your marriage. It's a tall order, and that's why God's strength is made perfect in your weaknesses. 
It's a third order to shift your gaze from the guy and shift your gaze to God. And you know what? You need to understand that the battle is not yours. So when you choose to pick up your bow and arrow and fight again, understand that that battle is not yours. The battle is God's. And you know what? The fact that the battle is God's does not mean that you are meant to be docile. It just means that every single step that I need to take has to be so calculated because I have gotten the blueprint from God as to how I should react. And I keep going back to the story of the Israelites in the book of Joshua, how they fought with different people, the battle plans they had, the strategies they had. They were always different. This does not negate the fact that you need marriage counselors who might give you certain, you know, tips because they've gone ahead. And the best way to actually scale through is to stand on the shoulders of someone who has traveled that path before. You would scale through and you scale through faster. You know? And always understand that the fact that you're um, being told to change does not mean God does not love you. God loves you. He loves us. Loves each person. Loves his children. So do not let the devil condemn you to the fact that you start feeling so bad that I think the reason why I need to change is because I'm bad. No, we all keep changing. We all keep getting transformed to be more like Christ daily. And that's the goal. The goal is for me to be transformed to be more like Christ. As I am getting transformed to be more like Christ, my behavior blends in to what God wants me to do. Because you know what? He's a three-dimensional man. My spirit keeps, you know, it keeps getting renewed. And somehow my soul, the more my spirit man gets stronger, my soul now aligns, which is my mind, aligns with my spirit. And of course, my flesh would go with the winner. <laughs> so I do hope you get it today and you understand that you are not alone when you are going through things like that. But understand that God is your standard. And the fact that he's telling you to change is because you have to consistently share those things within you that do not conform to him. And the fact that you have to change is not dependent on whether your spouse changes. If he changes, it's sweet. It's good. It's lovely. But if he doesn't, shift your focus. But communicate that you do not like certain things, which is very important. So yes, um, let's take our affirmations for this week. <laughs> I am a wholesome woman. I stand out. I don't blend in. The Lord has strengthened me to be all he wants me to be. I consistently look at the world, which is my mirror, and I change anything that does not conform to the will of the Father. I am on a transformational journey. My path shines brighter and brighter till the day of Christ. I am fully empowered for this season that I'm in. Amen. So thank you for joining me today. Please like, comment, and share this podcast with your friends. Um, you know, yeah, just share it. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, my handle is li at Life with Ife. You can send me an email and send it to lifewithifeblog at gmail.com. So yeah, join me same time next week. Thank you and bye.